how weird it is to see Izzy hands with a really bushy mustache instead of the full fucking goatee. Um, you know. No, yeah. Beautiful segue. Beautiful. Like, I, I... Man's a short king in anything he fucking does. I finished watching Our Flag Means Death last night at, like, 12. Hello! And literally, I was sitting there and, like, man, I really want to watch the Batman, but I'm not about to stay up till 3 in the morning. Oh, my God, no. No. You especially don't want to follow, like, fucking, like... I mean, visually, it fits. Because, obviously, the eye makeup. But you don't want to follow, like, emo... Bruce Wayne with like I feel like means death because like that's just yo I need too a much minute sadness. After I finished it. <laughs> okay, you want to all right. So you want to know when I watched? Obviously, I watched it like the week that it came out, but it was like the Friday. Uh, so like the next day, I think after it released, and Fridays are the day I do therapy, and so this was a particularly like heavy fucking session so like a lot of like internal like workings on like emotions running high fucking just massive sobbing and then like i just remember my therapist was like okay what are you gonna do for self-care this weekend i'm like i'm gonna watch the season the last two episodes of our fuck means death because i need something happy after this and it was not it was a lie it was not it was before not, it was a lie. Before I go into the rigmarole, you want me to cut that all that that bit out for you? Oh my god, no! Welcome to this podcast, everybody. Thank you for <laughs> joining us and get fucking therapy. Welcome back to Space Society Collective, where we endorse therapy. Oh my god! Absolutely, I think I said explicitly at least three different times while watching that show. Be like, ah, oh, yeah, murder instead of therapy. Mm-hmm. Be like seventeen hundreds before therapy. Just drink a lot and stab people. Yeah, you know. And oh, then instead of like cutting people out of your lives, cut off their toes. It's like I've got a way to solve a problem. Before yeah. we get to our flag means death. <laughs> welcome, like I said, welcome to the Space Idea Collective podcast. That was your host, Benita, the the progenitor of our flag means death in our group. The number one fan. Just kidding. Like everyone's the number one fan. Lamario. <laughs> we have Captain Damon Lamarada Ventura. Arr. Excuse me. Why the fuck is he a captain? He has the gun. <laughs> I have the gun. No, I'm just kidding. He's great, Captain. I am your first. I, I am uh, your American personification of Olu. Wait, does that make me Lucius since I'm the one that's always taking the notes in D&D? Honestly? Honestly? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And then we have first mate Oz. I want to be buttons. <laughs> uh, Jason may or may not be here. They either took a dab or they passed out. And they are. They probably. I would love out. for Jason to show up in the middle of the session anyways. Or the session. the In the middle of the podcast Anyways, because I still want to hear their thoughts on the session. <laughs> and also, Discord is fucking me. So mm. if I'm sounding up and down, fuck you, Discord. Honestly, wouldn't be surprised if they're not going to come just because Des mentioned going to talk about the emotional trauma. Well, just like, here's mm-hmm. the thing, no, they said audibly on Sunday, I never got a chance to talk about my emotional damage. That's what Jason said. And on they top- did indeed. And then on top of that, what was the stinger of last um, of the last session? 
So it's on them. They can't talk it out because they ain't here. I'm just saying. <laughs> you can listen to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcast. As always, like, subscribe, give us the money. I mean, give us um, help us help you. I mean, if you want Let's keep doing to this. give us money, we'll also take that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, um, we do have two new stories before we grow into our flag means death. They'll be quick because I'm pretty sure one of them, I'm the only person who fucking played it. Which one? Cyberpunk. I played some Cyberpunk, but not as much as you did. I have not played it yet. Well, three days ago, CD Projekt Red has um, came out um, um, their shareholders meeting um, they have officially said that they didn't give an exact date they just said the expansion the first expansion for cyberpunk will be out in 2023 that's good they didn't give an a, a actual definitive date just letting people know they are working on it currently and they are going to still support cyberpunk for as long as they are because apparently there's maybe a sequel to cyberpunk but that's just the sequel is just a rumor. But what's interesting is a gaming company releasing. Well, I won't consider it interesting because EA released a DLC for Kingdoms of Amalur, which has been now for the last 10 years. So I wouldn't I see people flipping the script by why CD Projekt Red is releasing a, a DLC for a game that's been out for three years. Yeah, it it. Shit happens. Um, there will be a Witcher 4. And those who are on the PS5 are going to have to wait a little bit longer to play The Witcher next Yo, year. I, I just found out yesterday that I could have had a Kinect to get a PS5 for like 500 bucks. See, and everyone, it's my... has, everyone has a Kinect, but you know they don't let us know. Well, because, okay, so I reconnected with a friend that I haven't like talked to in like years that was like uh like my my friend growing up and we were talking yesterday and he and he was literally like uh talking about the ps5 and the and the xbox uh monolith and i was just like wait 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 you got him and he's like oh yeah no damn it man it was like a couple months ago i should have told like i'm like damn next time next time let me know but apparently he's got a guy that like like isn't a scalper but somehow buys them like right when they go on sale they're more likely a scalper yeah isn't a scalper so a guy that is a scalper but doesn't like the PR. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> Perfectly on point. But he's selling them for five hundred bucks in box. Uh, I, I, just, I just flashed a man for sale. <laughs> Buy my booty. <laughs> and we lost Benny for I'm the moment. Booty. Oh. <laughs> um, we could have made magic, uh, you and I. Yeah. <laughs> it's already starting. All right, let me be quick with this. If I say th- now is the time to buy Cyberpunk because it's on sale at Amazon, Walk, fuck Walmart, Target, <laughs> and Game, mm, fuck GameStop also. It's also on sale on PSN and Xbox Live. Yo, just get the game where you can and fuck the big guys. How about that? Yeah, because um, right now it's currently between 15 which is shocking, but still. It's between 15 and $25. I say get it now while it's affordable before we hit the summer where it's going to go right back up in terms of yeah. price. For real. 
Um, especially they're going to be adding new free DLC um, throughout um, the, the rest of 2022. So at least CD Projekt Red is doing something to Cyberpunk. And last up in our newsreel, Deadline has reported that Chad Kahalski of the John Wick franchise is making a free not only the Ghost of Shima, Ghost of Tsushima movie. Ooh. He's also helping make a Streets of Rage movie. Yo, what? We getting Streets of Rage? The reason why I'm not happy about it, they are focusing on the two white leads and keeping the brother out. So basically they're doing a Street Fighter Legend of Chun Li. Yeah. I <laughs> want justice for Adam Hunter. Alright? I've been playing Streets of Rage since nineteen eighty nine, motherfuckers. You put some respect on that brother's name. Adam Hunter. Why do I, <laughs> why do I feel like Any... the only recent like video game fight movie that has been worth anything and not by a lot was the last Mortal Kombat movie? <sighs> we went so long without talking about Mortal Kombat and you brought it back, man. I'm, I'm just, just saying there... you don't have to talk about it. I'm just mentioning it. The only hasn't been a good video <laughs> game movie so- ever. Son of a like... hedgehog. I mean... <sighs> Sonic relatively did pretty well. Sonic, that one... Sonic 1 and 2, and now Detective Pikachu are the only three Booga video game movies. And, and this is you... me This is me who don't like Pokemon saying Detective Pikachu is actually good. And I would argue, even though I don't think most of us really enjoy them, they do keep making a shit ton of them. I would argue that the Resident Evil franchise does make a lot of money. <laughs> That's only because they give him such a tiny budget in comparison to everything else, but... I know. Yeah. And that's also... Okay, so that does bring up the other discussion of, like, people don't watch those movies because they're good. They watch them because they are bad. Like, they are... The vast majority of them are that borderline so bad it's good, where you watch it just to be like, what kind of fucking fuckery are you going to be doing? On this one next, like, how much more fucking bonkers can you go? And then each movie is just like, yeah, just you fucking wait. Also, just you wait. Yeah. Also, within the report from Deadline, which is surprising, um, the company that's helping make Streets of Rage um, also was behind both of the Sonic um, Hedgehog movies, um, DJ Two Entertainment. They're also in development on It Takes Two. The movie. That's gonna be weird. And Disco Elysium. The movie? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So it takes two feels interesting. I wonder how they're gonna pull that off because I I wonder if they're gonna do the whole bathing in your t- in your child's tears thing. Um, in the movie, because that was actually like weirdly kind of traumatic. Or the most <laughs> fucked up moment where that teddy bear is literally <laughs> screaming, don't kill me. And Oh, yeah, parents... no, I was about to get there. Um, Oz, do you remember the scene in It Takes Two with the with uh, with the elephant stuffy? Where it's like literally... I've seen that movie multiple it. times, I'm trying to recall. Uh, the one where we had to kill it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So no, movie. Movie. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> literally, that fucked me up so bad that we literally had to pause that game for a while. Yeah. And be like, we have to watch some YouTube videos 
and discuss the emotional resonance of what just happened. You wanna, yeah. you wanna... Or I'm going to continue thinking about it. And literally, I continued to think about it all week. And, like, explained to a fully grown, like, middle-aged man the plot of this video game just so I could properly articulate I, you wanna <laughs> know what, what got, I was feeling. <laughs> you know what got me watching Critical Role? I was trying to. I was watching It Takes Two, and I got to that part, and I was like, you know what? I think it's a perfect time to start watching Critical Role campaign one. Yo, I remember like I had seen that already because I've been I had watched gameplay videos before I played it with Oz, so I already knew that shit was coming. And I remember like when it started, I was like, no, I can't believe we're here. And then I looked at Oz, and I was just like, just just do it quick, just do it quick. And and they're like, wait, is there is do we have to do this? I'm like, just do it quick, rip it off like a bandage, just do it quick. Literally every single step of that. Christian was just like, this is a horrible reality I live in, but I know what I have to do. And then I was just literally going in blind and being like, there has to be another way. (laughs) There has to be like, can't we take the pacifist route? (laughs) Is it like Undertale? That's that's why I was like, no, we because we just came off of you playing Ori in the Blind Forest. And we were just, I was like, there's no hope here, we gotta do it. (laughs) Now, speaking of ripping off band-aids, our flag means death. (laughs) <laughs> the teeth don't go back in. They don't go back in, Jim. <laughs> uh, uh, no. Massive, massive spoilers oh. for the entire first yes. season because oh, okay, yeah. I, my brain is not good enough to remember which things happened in which episodes. Yeah. So we are we are talking. So, so we're just talking about the whole it? season. All four of us here have watched Watch the whole it. first season. Just pause it. Go watch it. Thank us. And then come back for a listen. It's option A and the preferable option. Option yep. B is do that. Option C is please do that. And then option D is fine. We'll put a fucking timestamp for when we finally stop talking about it. Uh, I don't do timestamps. The only time I ever do a timestamp, if I say something that's really fucked up and then ask people if you don't want to hear me talk, just time, just jump to here. <laughs> well, if you're sticking around for a nice bit of fuckery, thank you. We, oh. we do appreciate it. Now that's yeah. a bit of fuckery. Sorry, I'm so sorry that I'm gonna be like. No, do not apologize. Do not apologize on this episode because. Because I'm gonna be slipping in and out of the accents, not because I'm making fun of them, but because I fucking admire and love it so goddamn much. I need to say that right now. Mm-hmm. 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 Okay, mm-hmm. where where do we even start? Do we? I guess just start from the beginning, because. Let's start with beautiful baby bonnet. Okay. Just oh, baby bonnet. Oh, baby bonnet. My poor boy. Baby bonnet He's... is my worst nightmare. I think it's important to indicate that my dad and brother are the type of people that are like, I am going to uh, bully you out of love so that when other people bully you for reals, it doesn't matter because you're used to it. So that's the way I grew up. Mm-hmm. So seeing baby bonnet, I'm like, Ouch! (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm gonna Mm -hmm. say my favorite quote in this whole entire show is comes from one. Where is he at? Lucius. Yes. Actually, I think I'm so so, but uh, I decided to carry myself. Carry myself like I'm cute. Yeah. 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 Oh my god! Like from that moment, it was just like, no, I'm all about everything, Lucius. In this, like. Like Lucius is the best. As an artist, I, I thought when he's that like line. when he's so well, goddamn. Just rich. like okay, tell you what, I'll go get help. You stay breathing. Like 
fucking just <laughs> you stay breathing yeah also i like the callback on when certain characters are not on the show for like certain episodes so when they got the olawande and it was like you can't even find yourself you can't even um navigate yourself on a boat on our own damn boat and you want to be captain i like how they made it like oh he probably got lost somewhere on the damn ship that's why you didn't see it <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh by the way uh i know that I pointed it out to Christian because Benny pointed it out to me. So, are you aware that Olawande wears Crocs? Like, the whole show? <laughs> because I texted Christian to be like, Ayo, <laughs> like when we were watching it together. Because I had seen someone alluding to Olawande's Crocs, but I literally took it at face value of like, yeah, he has Croc wearing vibes. I didn't take it as, like, an actual design choice. I just thought they were, like, commenting on he has those vibes. And I was yeah, like, yeah, that makes sense. Sitting, talking to Jim with his feet up. And uh -huh. I'm like, why the fuck is he actually wearing Crocs? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. They weren't even in court mode. They were chosen. Oh, yeah. He, no, he's cruising, my man. No, dude, Olawande from the beginning is the only one who... Okay, I agree with everything that comes out of Olawande's mouth from the second he shows up on screen. Because, yes. like, one of the first things he says is exactly what I was thinking when all the pirates were complaining. Be like, what do you mean? You are not doing any work at all. You are practically on vacation and you're getting paid a salary. Be like, yeah, he's kind of stupid, but, like... You can do whatever you want. <laughs> like, he's gonna be dead soon. We might as well enjoy it while it lasts. Like, they said that line, I was like, I will smooch you on the mouth. I desire you carnally, my good sir. Just the perfect, like, supportive person. Like, you know he's gonna have your back no matter what, but he's also gonna, like, fucking tell you what's what if he thinks oh you're God, being we were stupid. Talking about that. Like, we were talking oh. about that in the episode with Jim talking to their, like, uh, their, like, Nana. Where, like, okay, like no, they, no. Get, they get all, like, like in that entire thing of, like, you only killed one, you're a disappointment, whatever. And then he's just like, I'm just gonna go see if I can induce some of that emotional damage from yes. happening. Oh. almost that exact sentence. I like, before. Jim was like, you don't have to be uh, um, sarcastic. He's like, I'm always sarcastic, though. I was like, yeah. and when he said that, I was like, is this what it's like for me to be sarcastic? Oh. Yeah. Best supportive husband ever. Like, like I could be family, and then all of a sudden, fucking Bonnie has to show up and dig up a petrified. Like, yes, it was cute, but still. Okay, okay, but did you guys pick up on the fact that Jim said their favorite color was teal, teal? Yes. And Olu's earring is teal. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There, it's full of so many. I didn't, I didn't, ca I didn't. So many details. I didn't catch it until like the end of the episode, like at the very end when Olawande is looking out and he's like, "I'll be damned." Then you see Steed on the ship, but I'm looking right at his. I was like, "Oh, yeah." There's okay. There's just again. There's so many details to this. There's so many details. Every single time I rewatch it, I am discovering new things. Like I've seen the first episode Dude. three times now. Yes. And every time I watch it, I'm, I keep picking up on new little things, and I'm like... But, like, okay, so one of the biggest things I absolutely love about this show is everyone's normal. Everyone has normal body types. There is not a single fucking jacked person on this show. Yep. Like, 
It is wrote it an is, angry Tumblr post about it earlier, literally verbatim. It, yeah. it representation in the way that I never thought I'd ever fucking see on a primetime show. Just... Like I think we're so used to nitpicking and getting like getting a tiny kernel a facet of ourselves in a character, you know, where it's like there is one thing I have in common with them and that is going to make me like like them. And I just feel like there were so many different characters in which there are, like, multiple sides of them and facets felt so, like, real and relatable. And, like, even if it's not something that I know or do or am, I could almost immediately think of, like, a very close person in my life that, like, fits that to a T, you know? Yeah. I think they did a fantastic yeah. job of making them feel like, like, these felt like real people. Yes. Not- only characters like, absolutely I, I connected with Alawanda because i was like this is a big dude doing all this shit i was like and then finding someone who he cares about who cares about him as well and seeing that develop i was like fuck i don't see this ever for like for big people in general on tv mm-hmm. where they get to like have a fucking romance and it's not played as a joke yeah yeah <laughs> yeah okay. no i I commented on a... I very rarely actually put comments on Tumblr posts and usually just reblog. There was one talking about how um, people who are doing fan art tend to draw Steed as very, like, traditionally handsome with, like, a chiseled jaw and, like, the cheekbones. It's like, have you seen Reese Darby? That's not what this man looks like. Yep. It's not. And you know what? Reese Darby's gorgeous. Draw him how he is. <laughs> he is a gorgeous yeah. cinnamon My addition like- was just tacking on to the fact of, like, they explicitly mention that he's heavy set. They make fun of him for being quote unquote a heavy set woman in a floral ground at least twice. Mm-hmm. Be like, Steed is not a stick thin little dude. Like he he's a middle aged man that has the body of a middle aged man. He has wrinkles and like a little bit of jo- he and he's so gorgeous. And I'm just no every, like uh, I I can't I'm articulate going, properly. Like uh uh, YTD. Taika Waititi, why did I, like, just fully blank? I've always liked Taika Waititi. This show made me actually, like, physically fucking attracted to the man. <laughs> I literally saw a picture of Taika Waititi, like, just, like, uh, in, like, casual dress for a magazine, and I didn't realize that he was a famous actor person, and I thought it was a type of, like, Humans of New York type of thing, and I was like, that man is gorgeous. And then I saw the caption that was, like, director Taika Waititi, and I'm like, that's what that dude looks like! <laughs> <laughs> I'm cold. <laughs> yeah. Also, the Thor trailer released on the other day, on the other day. So, yay! But um, his heart is acting up. I'm so sorry. No, no, it's all good. We 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 um we forebold. We all been there. At, we we forebold that at the start of the episode. So it's okay. So I can like still hear you. Can hear me though, right? Yep. <laughs> okay, because like my Discord is not opening up, but I'm still like talking to you. So I'm just not gonna oh, choose no. it. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave it, but I can't see anything because it like literally will not open. So if you can Please still see Discord. me, hi. Most functional app ever. Um, it's recording, so you're good. We'll see how this goes. But anywho, sorry. Hi. We'll, we'll carry it. We'll carry the proverbial flag for you. Cool. But I'm just. I'm just so happy about so many different things of this show. There's just a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, 
like a lot of times they'll do a little type of like tongue in cheek being like man these guys are kind of racist wink wink nudge nudge but they don't want to like explicitly say that because because there's racists in the audience (laughs) and they explicitly multiple times in the show will just be like well that was fucking racist and i'm like yes yes it was (laughs) good job on calling it out especially uh, the whole french episode was okay I sincerely doubt any people listening are French, and I have no reason to. It's only for a meme, but I do regularly clown on the French. Just in my everyday life, I do tend to regularly clown on the French. So the second they got on that ship and I knew it was French, I was like, oh, I'm going to have a fantastic time with this episode. This is hilarious already. It was just chef's kiss. I love how their makeup just, like, deteriorates as the episode goes on. (laughs) Yes. Uh, and towards the end, it literally looks like their faces are like melting with their bad makeup. It's just—it's beautiful. Like the jokes about the pyramid scheme and the oh my god, that entire scam had me cackling from the uh, second they brought it up. The dude who was the servant, Devon Stewart. I know that brother. I met him a couple of times in real life. Seeing him pop up as the servant, I was like. Mm. I'm dropping the hint. Really? I'm using my one. I was like, my nigga. <laughs> Absolutely. That's a one moment for sure. <laughs> I was like, oh. Like, and then to just, you know, bring it to that beautiful, like, stab you in the heart bit. But, like, the differences between, like, the French lady or Prussian, excuse me, um, touching Ed's beard versus when Steve touches his beard. Oh, I can't. Oh, my God. It's like there's so many just good... Yes. This is a perfect fucking spell. spell. We'll get there. But, like, one of the things that legitimately made me want to cry was, like, I think it was episode eight when they're getting captured. Yeah. And, like, (laughs) he comes back, and they're both on the deck, and it's zooming out, and there's just this one little moment where, like, like... Ed ta- like puts his foot against Steed because he can't like physically touch him because they're being like captured and tied up. But he's still like trying to like be like comforting, like I'm here, and he's like trying to touch him with his foot. It's just like ah, right through my heart. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. I know in episode ten, I got I'm worried for uh for Frenchie and Jim. Yo, and like okay, absolutely, but one hundred percent. That fucking Fleetwood Mac song, 100% this show. Like, yeah. I cannot hear this. Sh- I cannot hear that song anymore without thinking of these beautiful fucking pirates. Like, yeah. no diss just... to Fleetwood Mac, because it was a great song before, and that's why they picked it. But, like... <sighs> but it was elevated. But it was elevated to a new just... No, like, like, thematically, it was great. Like, for a motif, it was great. And, like, symbolically, the lyrics were just... The lyrics lined up with the shots so well, not to mention, like, they perfectly timed, like, the scene beats, like, two drum beats in the background, like... Yeah, like, they were literally, like, doing... I'm astonished with every single part of the show, like, I don't tend... I kind of wish Jason was here for this, because I know they're super into it. Uh, Like, they went to... I don't know what they went to, but they know a lot about fashion, and especially historical fashion. And I, for one, do not, but even I, who have no knowledge at all has noticed like so many little things about the costume design and like continuity through the very beginning like the cravat that he's wearing that has he's been wearing the entire time since they first switched clothes ugh fucking stab me I'll tell you this 
what Blackbeard was wearing, that's what I picture Maximum Squad would be wearing. Yo, I felt it. I felt it. There were so many moments when I was watching the show where I'm like, either either Desi's going to tell me that Maxon looks like this, or in his head, this is already what it's been like. No, in my head, <laughs> this was going to be... What it, this, I, I was like, after we killed Maxon and brought him back, I pictured that's what he was wearing up until he started switching his clothes mid-session. Mid like mid Because Steve brought color to his life, and that's why he was wearing the purple fucking shirt. Yeah. And that's why Steve had that beautiful red robe, because they were bringing color to each other's fucking lives. I, I like and the that time that he stays up all night watching them on the fucking beach, he's wearing that robe. Yeah. And then when fucking Blackbeard did his, like, super depressive state on the boat, he's only wearing that robe while he's, like, in that fucking blanket for he may- Oh, uh, I'm gonna go fair. Yeah, I'm gonna chew drywall. Okay, I, would, I would like to point out, we didn't- Oh, sorry. We did not see Ed get rid of the robe we didn't see it no he didn't we didn't see him get rid of the rope absolutely so, not he didn't get I rid of the robe but he still hope i think he definitely hid some of steed's stuff that he didn't want to properly throw away in the in the second in his auxiliary closet oh for sure for sure yeah, but he i just along with lucius's body uh, okay so here's where i would love to see like the beautiful character art because obviously like steed and ed very similar like just made for each other um but like we saw steed have his beautiful realization that he is not cursed he's not terrible he is worthy of love and coming to the realization that him and mary not perfect for each other like they don't have to hate each other they just have to realize like Dude, we are we are better off when I miss away from each other. And Ed needs to have that realization with fucking Izzy, goddamn stupid son of a bitch hands. Yo, because they are they are horrible for each other, just oh, like Mary yeah. and Steed were. Like obviously, like way worse. They're just that kind of couple that make each other worse. And obviously, like Izzy knows he's jack shit without Blackbeard. I hear like, what you're saying. I really fucking hated Mary. Oh, no, 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 no. Here's the thing, though. <laughs> I was there I had, had, hating Mary, and then you notice what I said. Holy oh, fuck. I agree I mean, with Mary. I understand <laughs> I get it. why I get you wouldn't it. like her, but, like, she was just as trapped as Steed was, but she didn't give up like Steed did. No, like, I get it. That I get. I'm not saying that her actions didn't make sense. What I'm saying specifically is the dialogue they had her give was n like, there was never any moment of like, oh yeah, I'm sorry I tried to kill you, or like, I didn't have to actually be that hard of a bitch to you. Like, there was a couple of moments where like, it's very much like, oh, you know what, that evens out! I'm like, it. I don't, but whatever, I think that's just me. <laughs> I think that's just I agree with what you're saying, and I tend to, it might be me projecting, but it's like, man, I really am trying to think of these characters as like, yeah, they are in the 18th century and this is an arranged marriage. Like, she, I feel like I was so fucking proud of her for even telling Steed, like, I built a life while you were gone, and I am not changing it just because you were back. Oh, that I honestly sense. think that she was 
Eve like, I think too nice comfortable at articulating any sort of internal thought, and I'm proud enough that they even got to the point where, like, hey, I don't hate you. I think that if they actually wrote it, like, a polite adult conversation that you should have, and that I feel like it would feel out of character and ingenuine, because I think that they, like, if they had written it like that, where Mary did all those things, but also was like, but I'm sorry, and this, I feel like she wouldn't feel as much as a fully developed character as a three-dimensional person. I feel like that would fit much more into the role of a wife that I abandoned, and she was upset, but she eventually forgave me and it was fine, instead of being like, no, I was a fucking person, and I deserve to be fucking pissed off about it. I'm not saying the forgiving or anything like that. I'm just saying, like, like, leaving someone does not equal I was about to stab you through the fucking head. That's two different things. But she... I, okay, that's yeah, really the only thing that's kind of getting okay, me when I really what, think about what, it. What was the difference between Steed listening to Admiral Badminton about how, what a terrible person he was and a curse upon everything he touches listening to him say that and then running away without telling Ed anything and Mary listening to her friend saying like look your husband's kind of a piece of shit and he's making your life worse but you know there's always another way what's the difference in my head it's very much like I have been trapped in a gilded cage my entire fucking life I have gotten a taste of freedom for the last couple of months and the fact that my supposedly dead husband came back threatens to literally choke me to death with, like, the leash and collar that this is putting back on my life after I have just gotten out. And, like, thinking in your head, be like, as far as everyone is concerned, I am a widow, and that is what has made my life so much better. Be like, yeah, the logical next conclusion for someone who's like, I don't know what to fucking do, and the only community she has ever had is this recent group of widows, the one that she's obviously closest with is that woman in the red dress that I can't remember her name who loaned her the dress shop. And, like... Yeah, it's kind of a joke, but also constantly references, like, no, murder is easy, and it solved all my problems. Widow Evelyn, I think, is her name. But To me, the fear that she must have felt when Steed walked in and said that he was bad was palpable. Back was palpable. The, like, the fear of, like, my life is going to go back to the miserable hell that it was immediately. I felt that. I felt that. Dude, (laughs) that fuck was perfection. Like, because again, like, we got to grow with Steed, whereas she only has, like, her memories spoiled. Yeah, like, of just him being, like, miserable, not there most of the time in his little fantasy world, and not really communicating with her. And, like, so that's her only frame of reference, not, like, Plus, also, like, the whole, I left you in the middle of the night to go be a pirate. Cool. Like, it especially killed me of, like, she equally hated the entire marriage, but she just had no, like, he immediately went, I hate this, and I'm going to escape any way possible, whether that be in my own mind, or I'm going to physically leave and escape. And she's like, I fucking hate this so much, I have to try to scrape out something that I enjoy of my life. And she just tries endlessly. Like, ev- like <laughs> she hates Steed. She did not want to marry him from the beginning. But before he leaves, she really is like, we don't have to love each other, but can we fucking try? Like, she is asking for the bare minimum. Like, will you pay attention to your kids? 
Will you try to have a conversation with me? Will you listen to me when I talk? Like, it's just, but like, this is the other thing where we're both hat, like, well, both, but like, all four of us are having this great fucking discussion about this one character. Like, it's a super small character that only shows up in like three episodes. Right. Like, and they're so fleshed out and has so many motivations. It's just like fantastic writing. Well written, they are. Like, god damn it. God damn like, we could go on an equally long tangent about fucking Jackie and her <laughs> husbands, and that's oh. like a super minor character. Like, I love this show. I... So good. Okay, so I would absolutely love if this show, like, h- however it ends, which, dear God, please don't let this season be the only season, but, like, oh, don't just, know. like, that, like, it ends with, like, Olu and Jim... Like working for Jackie, like just being in her bar, some shit like that. Like Jim's obviously gonna be the bouncer, like taking care of it. But Olu's gonna be like the bartender, taking the place of whatever fucking Fred Armisen's uh, character uh, was. Oh my god! Yeah, like they finally have a waitstaff. <laughs> and then and then it like pans out, and then you see the name has changed to Blackbeard's Bar and Grill and other delicacies and the lights and gift shop. I want it. Oh my god. There's Ugh. so much in this show. It's just... It's so fucking perfect. And it's literally like... So I was like reminded of this the other day. Because I vaguely remember like running into Steed Bonnet in like Black Flag. Like vaguely remember. But I learned more about him on uh, internet... I think an internet historian... He did a fantastic fucking like true story, just hysterical video of the gentleman pirate, and you guys need to watch it because like Steed's story is just way more insane than even like this show goes. Like, yo, it's fucking bonkers. I do so have like some, uh, trivia. What? Uh, uh, See if I can find it. You got trivia? Yeah. In 1777, the historical Steed Bonnet was 29 years old. He did not live to see his 31st birthday. During the production, Reese Darby was 47. Yeah. And Izzy Hands is supposed to be 16. Like 16, yeah. Which is so, so funny when you think about that in comparison to the Izzy Hands we know from the show. The funny thing is, I could still see the actions of Izzy Hands being in a 16-year-old just portrayed differently. But the same Exactly, that's why I think it makes me laugh is because, like, all... I'm trying to think, picture, like, still the gravitas and, like, threatening tone of, like, yes, this is a pirate that has murdered multiple people, but also, like, an accidental voice crack and, like, with just, like, a badly growing in beard and mustache no. that he can't quite grow yet. Like, 16 was obviously oh. middle-aged back then. So. <laughs> Can we talk about that one scene that I don't know why I weirdly liked it, but it was that thing of, like, oh, this is Blackbeard, was a fucking... <laughs> <laughs> you're cutting off his pinky toe and making him absolutely it. <laughs> okay so like obviously it broke my heart but i was also like also very happy about it because i'm like fuck this guy like yeah because i love slash hate this man so much i was i was telling oz it's so it's so interesting to me that like that that it's like they consider izzy hands a antagonist like a a bad guy in the story but 
the way that the actor portrayed it, I during the whole show, I never felt like he was an outright villain. Like, yeah, he was doing antagonistic shit. Yeah, he fucked with them and he fucked them over. But I don't feel like he was ever a villain. Does that make sense? I think this is like one of the few yeah. times where you can't really pin down who's the villain because they all have they're pirates. They're all out for themselves in certain. Yeah, places. they're all in. They're all in different stages of just fucking each other over. Yeah, like uh, like Jet Spanish Jackie, played by yeah. the awesomely talented. Um, don't get enough. Leslie Jones. Leslie Jones. Jones. Let me be one of your now seventeen husbands. Right. For real, right? Gladly. Uh, Yo, okay, did you guys also want Jackie and Jim to have a little thing? I mean, well, I'm briefly, not against it. Briefly. I was like, yo, like, damn, all right. But I can, Before I... we get too far from it, I think it's so important to acknowledge that, so, so Izzy is obviously in modern day and time, like, I feel, I want to whisper to Izzy, just like, it's okay that you're gay, and also... BDSM can be consensual. That is a thing you can. <laughs> that is a thing you can do consensually. I don't know if you're aware. You don't need to make people mad so they hit you. You can just so, ask to be hit. Some people like it. You mean Izzy was ecstatic. Blackbeard beat the shit out of him. He was about a nut. Oh my in his god. Hands. Yeah, absolutely. But like, there is a part of me that like desperately hopes and prays that Izzy is not gay, just because. I personally am so tired of the homophobic gay trope just, like, being a dick and being against everything because secretly they are. And I know that there are people like that just, out there. You'd rather than just be homophobic in that term. But yeah, I would just rather be homophobic. Like, be a straight dude that just absolutely is, like, normal, like, low- yeah, just absolutely awful, horrible human being. Um, but like, you know, zero confidence level because like anytime he tries and takes charge, like nobody fucking does anything he does because he's terrible at leading. Like he knows he's not shit without Blackbeard, and that's why he tried so hard to it was about get rid end. of this. Because like he sees Steed literally like trip into fucking Ed's life and like immediately has this connection with him so like the jealousy thing could just be from that like I have been his right man hand like right hand for years and like I don't even have that fucking connection what the fuck you know because he worships Blackbeard not Ed like right Right. I don't remember right. which which posts I've already sent you and which ones I have just internalized in my brain. I you can resend me as many fucking posts as you want because like I will love them all the same. I have even read, if I watch it's it. definitely infecting my brain because I read at least four different essays about yeah. the meta of Con O'Neilly and David Jenkins discussing the character of Izzy Hands. Okay. So you that's guys... in my brain about it have not followed con o'neill on twitter you need to because i reinstalled fucking twitter just so i can scroll through and like all of the our flag means death like artwork and wow. memes and help like bring this fucking show like a season two like yeah mm -hmm. i reinstalled twitter just because of this fucking show people raising the twitter hellscape just for one show that's just for one show yeah that's that's me how i am right now yeah yeah. Well, I always walk through the valley of the shadow of death. 
<laughs> you know, me and Christian were discussing this the other day about how I think it's very important for the meme ecosystem that everyone in a certain friend group has, like, that one social media site that no one else goes on. Yeah. Like, I will not touch Facebook with a 10-foot pole. I will no. not touch TikTok. Literally only made Facebook so I could have the Messenger app because, literally because my family kept forgetting that I'm not on Facebook and just sending something in the big group chat and then being so surprised that I didn't know things were happening. Can't you just do Messenger now through Instagram? Yes. That was also before I had Instagram, but... Yes. Ah, okay. And I don't um, do TikTok. Yeah, so we got a couple... I, I used to do TikTok not in a while. Unfortunately, I have Tumblr brain worms, and I have since I was literally 11. Like, I signed on hey, to okay. Tumblr because I got a laptop for my 11th birthday. So... I, I, I really hate it. But I only go through because some of the memes are legitimately funny when you go through all of the bigotry. But nine gags still exists. Okay, but Con O'Neill on Twitter is a fucking delight because he will, you know, like and repost all this beautiful uh, artwork. Sometimes even the not safe for work stuff because he didn't realize the BDSM undertones of it which is <laughs> fucking funny but he's also like raging against the Tories which is like I guess the British version of like Republicans mm -hmm. um and like it's just it's beautiful to see like him interacting with the fan base and being all like super sweet adorable like Gordon Ramsay, like, with, you know, like, the kids, where he's no, like, no, you're Gordon doing a good Ramsay. job, you're great. Gordon and then, Ramsay. like, and then, like, fucking, like, screaming angry, like, fuck off, fuck off, fuck off, like, to, like, about <laughs> Boris Johnson and, like, all, all the Tories, and I'm just like, I love this man. I love this, like, I cannot hate this man. This man is amazing. Yo, I was watching a video today about, like, the evolution of humans and how they started creating their first rocks and how that like literally um adjusted like our physiology to what we are now could you imagine like trying to explain to an ancestor of ours that doesn't have these concepts that like so there's a thing where we all yell at each other but we're not actually in front of each other <laughs> no offense like, to that for black explain twitter to a caveman i know this has been brought up before but like how do you could you imagine trying to explain the fucking, like, level of sociology that is just inherently ingrained in us because of where we are to someone who doesn't have the backstory of, like, what a Tory is or what Twitter is or, like, making the comparison to, like, oh, it's basically a British Republican? <laughs> we set a new yeah. record today. Oh. It's been, it's now on record, 46 minutes until the very first tangent. Thank you. Wow, our flag means death really kept us on track, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I feel on. like we so kept we would, related. I wouldn't even I feel like we started going on tangents, but because we said something in like one sentence, also I would kind of feel like we went on a tangent about Mary, but that's okay. We no, did. but that's still our flag means death, yeah, I think. That's still in the still. confines of the show. You know what they say, there's something about Mary. I was gonna say that fucking hey, shit. Damn and it. here's another trivia. The younger Steve Bonnet is played by Reese Darby's own son, Theo Darby. 
Oh, I didn't, I didn't know, know that. And the actor. Very adorable. Oh, that's cute. And the actor who plays Roach was the only actor during production to get seasickness. Wow. Sucks, bro. Oh, could you imagine being that actor? That must suck. Did you guys ever see, like, the behind-the-scenes video of when, like, Taika did the dive where he's like, fuck you, he's my friend, and then, like, dives? No. It's the funniest fucking thing because there's no water around him, so it's, like, just them in the little boat, you know, surrounded by, like, blue screen type stuff, and then he makes the dive into, like, this pad, like, this <laughs> stack of pads, and then he's oh, literally he's just, like, friend. laying there with, like, the diving pose for like a few seconds and it's just it's so fucking funny yeah. it's so fucking funny that sounds hilarious it's Yo, great i i almost didn't recognize will arnett oh i almost I did, didn't, I just didn't i was like there's no way that's will arnett christian told me the name and usually when christian like tell i'm very bad at faces and names but usually when someone points it out to me then i'm like oh yeah i recognize them Christian pointed it out to me, and I'm like, I know who Will Arnett is. I know what his face looks like. That's not that guy. And I, like, looked it up, and I'm like, fuck, it is. It is. It's like when you see Zoe Deschanel without her bangs, and you're like, who the fuck are you? True. Very true. No, with your sister. <laughs> Wait, what? Like, the, the other Deschanel. Like, point is, nobody knows their sisters until they stand next to each other. The, the then you're like, oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel but, like, oh my god! You ever you ever see Bones, Desi? Every single season. Okay, so high five! I love that show so much. The main actress. <laughs> the main actress is Zoe Deschanel's. Brennan. Oh, I know, I know. I was just I missed the bit where you was talking about oh, uh, the hair. I, I toned out when you started talking about hair and bangs and shit. Gotcha. No ah, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> hey, uh, that's that's okay. Uh, I'm giving my MVP for this whole entire series to Ewan Brimmer as Buttons. Yo! Oh, absolutely. Yo. I fucked with Buttons so hard. I love him. Buttons is I was my- talking to my sister about the show. I was like, I finished it, and she immediately, the first sentence she sent me was, I fucking love that Seagull episode. Give him the old fuck eye. Give him the old fuck eye. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god just wait Jesse, i didn't send you that meme Jesse, olivia, you send you... olivia showing up oh that was so just good you must happy. be olivia god, come home last night oh my god must... yo so olivia knows his name and his name is nathaniel and that's the only time it's said in the show I was mm-hmm. af- I was legit afraid for fucking buttons. I was like, please, Olivia, don't peck his eyes out. It was not his fault. It was not no, his fault. Super was like, please don't be mean to buttons. He's equally as heartbroken as you are. <laughs> I oh my god. Okay, but just like that whole scene, that stare down between Jack Buttons and Olivia yep. was amazing i like i i I was like so emotionally distraught the moment that he was like all right who's coming with me and the whole crew's just looking at him like no Mm. oh okay okay (laughs) but here's the thing okay again again this fucking show but i am such a goddamn sucker for the found family trope like i my favorite it's honest to God my favorite, obviously, for traumatic reasons. 
but whatever. Um, but like this crew, like when Steed obviously finally stands up to Jack to be like, no, get off my fucking ship. You like, you killed one of my teammates. The fuck. And like how supportive he was, they were going to have a burial at sea for fucking Carl as they should, because Carl was a, wonderful crew member you know what i really enjoyed that like even black pete like didn't even make a joke about it of like this is silly they were like no like we know how important carl was to buttons because i was so worried that one of the crew was going to be like i guess we'll do this stupid thing for the bird but like whatever and it's like no everyone on the crew was genuinely like no you crossed the line and that was fucked up so supportive and then when they were like Oh my god, in the fucking ninth episode when they were screaming that Steed was a pirate. Like, yeah. the most fearsome pirate. I'm like, I love every literally single tearing up thinking fucking one of you. Oh my god. I can't. I can't. I can't. This fucking show. It's like, this- it's that thing of like, I love that it all came back full circle of right in the beginning of the show of like, should we kill him? No. And then now it's just like, no, like he's about to be killed, and we we can't let that happen. And I've like, seen it so many times. They put like <gasps> the like gifts right side by side of Blackbeard's face, where he goes, "Well, that's difficult to say because I don't feel fear." And then his face when Steed is blindfolded in front of the firing squad, and like literally, I his little like lip quiver, and ah, I'm so emotionally damaged from this show. Scared to growth, people. Character, character growth. growth. Be like, like, oh, <laughs> vulnerability as character growth? Kill me. But, like, just whenever I see people do the cuts of, like, Ed looking at Steed, like, like especially in the French episode, like, when he comes in and, like, everyone's screaming, the place is on fire, like, and Steed's just there happy, like, smiling and just, like, chuckling, like, I did a good thing. And, like, Blackbeard's like, the fuck but he's just like looking at steed and awe like even the whole fucking boat ride home which then mm-hmm. leads to one of the best goddamn fucking scenes in this whole entire fucking show yeah where we find out you wear fine things well oh my god fine slip things me well. on throat hey, oh where's i'm gonna choke my blood i don't know how to deal with the emotions just, i'm feeling i can't i can't i can't i fucking can't i can't i can't i can't I fucking can't. Like you like the whole the whole scene where we find out like that Blackbeard killed his own father and that's the only person he's ever killed. Like he's in the tub and he's just like Steed's just fully supportive and just like, well we can just forget about that and he's like, Would you like that? I would like that. And it's like that like he's got the comfort blanket and he's in there like he is going through full anxiety Not a comfort blanket. Like, it's steed's yellow rope yeah yeah that's what i was like oh, oh my god like yeah. and he is just being so supportive and it just felt natural and i was just like oh my god that shit's that shit feels These real like two people are so fucking touch starved and like just i just love again like how freely they do like touch each other whether it's like slapping on the shoulder like mm-hmm. touching on the shoulder like putting this head on his hand like just and finally, fucking god damn it finally having their first kiss 
Yo. Oh my god. Yo. god. That kiss was perfect, and I've seen people clowning on it, being like, oh, the choreography wasn't like a good movie kiss, and it's like, that's the point, you idiots! It looked it's, like a real kiss! It looked like a real life. kiss between, like, some middle-aged dudes that were sitting there being like, yeah, I love you! Especially after Ed makes this beautiful, awkward confession. Like, the, just, the, just genuine awkwardness of that whole thing makes it so fucking adorable and so fucking real and i just audio listeners what that moment of happiness audio listeners i just dropped the nuke you can't see what i can see everyone right now is in their feelings <laughs> coming soon to youtube seriously coming soon. yo like <laughs> and i'm really pissed discord's not working can you so can you guys still see me no, no. Okay, but I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure you are emotionally. I am so far in my fucking feelings right now. I have not gotten out of my feelings since I watched the fucking season finale. Yes. I've been this way for the past three fucking weeks, waiting so for you people to watch this so I can share my pain with you. So... Everything has hurt since episode eight. Everybody like, hurts. Like Benny. I was I was sitting after the episode and I was literally after episode ten and I was just looking at Oz and I'm just like, can we take a minute? Like, Dude. this is so good and, and I, I never thought I'd see something like this on prime time. Like, this is amazing and holy crap, I need a minute because, like, the whole time it was like I felt like I really wanted to cry, but my initial reaction was just like, I just can't, I just can't, no. We knew it. I already apologized. Sometimes it hurts too bad that if you start crying, you acknowledge that it hurts, and you're just like, I need a... It's like that second between when you actually stub your toe and you, like, oh, feel the mm -hmm. sharp pain. Yeah, and yeah. you're just like... Yeah. But, I mean, I know I already apologized uh, to you about this, Christian, but I am very sorry about, like, my very aggressive, like, bitch, you need to watch this fucking show right no, now it, message. It was, well, it was very deserved. It was yeah. deserved. This is one of those shows. It was warranted. I'm glad you were that aggressive with it, honestly. <laughs> like, think about it. When do we ever, all of us, watch something at the same time and get it done within a week before we actually have to? Uh, That's Star actually... Star Wars Visions. I mean everyone, because I didn't do that. Mm. <laughs> actually, this would be it. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, we all binge this shit. Like, in reality, the three of us, other than Benny, binge this in less than four days. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Because it's that fucking good, people. And it's I'm... that fucking good. And HBO hasn't renewed it yet, even though it's still the number one fucking show. It's beat out goddamn Moon Knight. And my brother was like, why is that? I was like, because HBO Max released all the whole entire series while you're waiting for each episode of Moon Knight, which means it's going to suffer, which means I am doing the same thing. I'm waiting until every single episode of Moon Knight is out because I'm getting tired of waiting week to week. Because I literally, all of you said on the last episode of Hawkeye, I'm tired of waiting week to week. I'm binging Moon Knight when it comes out. They've released the show two episodes at a time, but it was week to week. Oh, I didn't know. Because I didn't yeah. watch it. Because <laughs> you didn't watch it. You didn't watch it. Yeah. Until it's now. fine. You've watched it now, and that's totally fine. Literally but yeah, since they the end it. of the eighth episode, or seventh episode, I think. I forgot what it was that the seventh episode ended on that Christian was like, oh my god, the writing. And <laughs> I just said, like, in a sing-song voice, I was like, everybody say thank you, David Jenkins. <laughs> thank you, David Jenkins. <laughs> 
Dude, that man. I, okay, okay. Him on Twitter has been causing me heart attacks. Him, okay, him on Twitter is fucking fantastic, too. And then I love, like, how supportive he is of the other writers, because then I followed all of the other writers on the show, because he's like, you know, I'm not the only one that made the show. These people are great, too. And I'm like, they are great. You're all fucking great. Thank you. Please, just I'm, give All of you that worked on this show are, like, uh, you are part of something so important, and I wonder... Like, you hope that they know, and I think they hope that, I think any ar artist or something, yeah. like, when you work on something like this, you, you hope it has an impact. And I really hope that they understand how deep of an impact that they, it oh made on God. so many people. The absolute fervor of this show is amazing because it's just, it's such joy. You know, like, even, you know, like, in game of thrones like heyday like people would talk about like oh my god this show's great it's amazing but like it's also still like so much of it people are talking about like how problematic the show is as well so it's yeah. like the good and the bad and i mean i'm not saying like this show is like nothing is perfect. without criticism because obviously there are some things to criticize with everything mm -hmm. but like i personally <laughs> just haven't seen any bullshit people with the fandom yet obviously it's still in the early days so it can and will happen because fandom is made up of humans and humans can be terrible so you know, my, my favorite line of that still comes from men in black where it's just like a person is smart people are dumb dangerous animals and you know it <laughs> so yes go from one pirate one pirate show to a pirate campaign Yo. before we get there I already know unanimously this is going to be the first time everyone is going to give it over 100 out of 100 oh the show yes yeah I honestly think I so I mean no I'm giving it obviously out of 100 10 gallons of marmalade out of oh my god <laughs> 40, 40 oranges for a marmalade, or for a cake. 40 and orange cake. cake? That was just for the cake, another 10 for the glaze. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, for it the glaze. Like... Oh, I'm sorry, tasted... was it backwards? Yeah, I think it was backwards, yeah. <laughs> First time on the podcast, we all unanimously like something. <laughs> I think so. It's, yeah. But it's a very yeah. well worth thing to all like, I think. Um, like, remember when I told you two of my favorite media is pirates and cowboys? And I feel like I've had a really good spoil of those two medias within the past month of my life because I read Steel Ball Run Part 7 to JoJo's and that's all amazing cowboy stuff. And this was just all amazing pirate stuff. Either way, it all makes me feel gay as shit. And I love it. It's <laughs> just... God damn it. You know, sometimes just... I have times where I'm like, man, maybe you're not actually whatever i identify as right be like maybe you're just oh. doing this shit for attention right oh my god and then right. i see some super gay ass queer shows like this and i feel so many emotions that i can't articulate to straight people or i just like i literally see things that straight people don't see and i like yeah. have conversations with them and yep. be like what do you mean you can't see that it's in your I... face okay. you're the only one that doesn't know about this i'm so sorry my brother-in-law is very straight he's like 
35. And he's super duper straight. He grew up real homophobic, but is trying his absolute best to not do that now. So he says some shit sometimes, but he really means well. Hi, Oz. I'm a... He's I'm a, I'm a 36-year-old straight dude. Yeah. So he watched Our Flags Mean Our Flag Means Death. And my sister, who is bisexual, watched Our Flags Means Death, but they have exact opposite like work schedules right now. So they were like watching it episode by episode, but not together. And they were discussing it. Oh my god, we love it. It's so good, right? Literally not until the end of the show, like when they did the kiss, the, was he like, wait a minute. Is this Steed guy in Blackbeard gay or something? <laughs> like it literally wasn't until that moment. He didn't. And, he didn't pick it up throughout the fucking. Exactly. Literally, me and my sister were dumbfounded. We were like, "How can you have watched the show up to this point and not realize?" Like, it. It literally does not click in my brain. And she also is like, "I have no words. I have no idea." And I'm like, "What about the time when Calico Jack was literally like, yeah, me and Blackbeard used to fuck.'" And she was like, I think he was a little confused, but, like, he, like straight blindness is so wild. They will literally be like, that doesn't sound straight. That must be an error. And then delete it from their brain and just not pay attention to it. I now need to know what he thinks buggering means. I really <laughs> need to know. I'm, I'm just, that's why I needed to tell you, Desi, because I was just like, I don't understand how any person could watch the show and be like, no, this, just... is, this might be straight. And then I feel like he has they're out there somewhere. He has that voice in his head where it's like, and history tells us they were friends. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Be like, man, they spent their whole lives together, they dressed in each other's clothes, they went to banquets together, you know, all this thing. Be like, man, brothers, best friends in arms. They went to war together, so they were like brothers, you know, they're just so close. They even got buried in the same place because they're just such Super cool best friend. Have your brother watched Umbrella? People I know that are like that. Like have you him. have your brother watched Umbrella Academy? Oh yes, I love it. Did he not get what Klaus was talking about with his lover in the no, war? No, probably not. I don't know if he's seen it, but probably not. Oh my god! Two best friends. They yeah. might just two guys being dudes. Just a couple of dudes being guys. Best friends. They might kiss. All right. Um... <laughs> <laughs> we, we don't we, we don't have enough time to talk about the Batman and our pirate D D campaign. So if you want to see my uh read my uh opinions for the Batman, just go to the link is in the description. Letterbox featuring Desi is dead. If you've got the time, make it a double easy feature. And then you can point out to little uh commander. Captain chief. Was he was chief. Chief. He was chief. Mm -hmm. With his super I duper bushy mustache, which I still like I literally, it's again still weird going to that after you see him as like Izzy. Like, I legit pointed him out like, oh shit, it's Izzy! <laughs> right in the right. I was like, okay, alright, I'm not watching my flag, I'm watching the Batman. I'm watching the Batman. But, it's uh, just, oh. I, I'm I, just saying, he both like, he just, mm -hmm. he has a track record for being dismissed by men that use an awful lot of eyeshadow. Um, <laughs> I caught that. He also talked about I Can you reference. blame him? I mean. Um, but I will say this one thing about the Batman. I had fun. What does he have? Leather. Leather and black. Really? Not with Izzy. Honestly, I'm so excited to see it because, like, hearing that come from you, I actually, like, 
think oh crap that's good here's the thing dc has been fucking up so much that we have literally episodes of me ranting yeah we have many 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 recorded hours of us ranting over our like gripes with wb as a like studio the we've got like three w's in a row now by them like at this point when we talk about wb we're trying to warn a brother here's the only three dc um dc movies that are actually good harley quinn the suicide squad and the batman have you watched harley quinn yet i haven't watched the series i watched the movie when did you watch I the movie? to finish watching I the series? Burton, I started right? watching it and really liked it, I call, and then I think I just I'm, got distracted. I'm calling it the Harley Quinn movie because there's not. When there's did a you watch it? Literally the same time I watched the Suicide Squad. The Emancipation of Harley Quinn, that one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I haven't that. seen that one yet. Actually, now that I think about it, I watched. Well, this... no, I really liked it. I would watch that with you anytime. It's very good. Yeah, yeah I watched it at the same time as the Suicide Squad. Oh. I even talked about it on the podcast. I don't remember that. I feel. Like I, I usually don't voice my opinions on any of the comic stuff because I know so very little of it. Like I only know like osmosis. But like I watched Suicide Squad when it came out in theaters, and I remember being like, "Man, I really enjoyed that. I thought that was a fun movie. Cool." And then immediately, everyone who actually knows anything about Suicide Squad, like the comics or anything online, were like, "This was shit and garbage." And I'm like, "Oh, so I have bad opinions." Cool. I'll take that into consideration. (laughs) Years later, I'm like, actually, you know what? I'm allowed to decide what movies I enjoy. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. I can honestly, like, I could really say that, like, Suicide Squad was not a good movie to me in a comic book way. It was fun in a brain, turn your brain off kind of way for me, though. Yeah, that's how I felt about it, because I didn't know anything about the comic books, and I was going into it thinking, like, this is going to be a goofy kind of turn my brain off. Like, yes, superheroes, but more funny rather than action, you know? I hated everything. I think that's why I enjoyed it, because I went into it thinking that vibe. Which, wait, which Suicide Squad movie you were talking about? The Suicide Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. The one with Will Smith? Was Will Smith in it? Will Smith was in the... Will Smith or Idris Elba? I think Discord's fucking up with Benny. I'm talking about the Will Smith one. Sorry. Okay. okay. Yeah, because we're talking we're talking about Will Smith one. Okay. Yeah. I, I, all I'm going to say is because we, we are going to finally talk... Something that you've been patiently waiting on yes. for literally yes. for two Suicide years. Squad. For two years, oh, you yeah. finally got it. This past Sunday. Yo. Yo. We're now fighting on pirate ships. Two years. I've been waiting for two fucking years for pirates in D&D. And we're finally here. Yes, I'm excited. Not just because we watch Our Flag Means Death. But it definitely helped me get way more excited for the session when it came. Finally got it. Yo, yo, okay. I, I, I'm still like I think it's burned in my head all of your faces when I dropped the narrative bomb this last Sunday. That would have been a good screen cap. I, I, that would have been a really good screenshot. Yeah, because even my brother was like, "Why the fuck are you screaming?" Oh shit. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was thought so it was- good. 
I was like, yo, not only is Gadiel probably gonna come back into the narrative this session, but if she does, it ain't gonna be Gadiel. Like she gonna she gonna come back in a way. Oh. When did y'all know to switch Gadiel to be David? Uh the day that I started talking to Jason about his character. Okay. Literally the day that he was talking about his character, he was like, I want I want um my my character to have like family members and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Do you want me to make up your family? Yeah. I I'm a sun elf. I'm like, okay. Do you give me a license to tie you into the game in an important way? Yes. Okay, cool. That was me making the the mental decision when we were talking about the character being like, all right, cool. Gadiel is your older sister. <laughs> so you've been sitting on it since the end of, technically the end of campaign, right, like the middle or towards the end of yeah. campaign one. Gadiel has never been Gadiel since campaign one. Okay. Gadiel has never been Gadiel. You... It has always been someone else who was taking Gadiel's identity. That was always true in Campaign 1. You started planting that seeds more in Campaign 2. Yes. Okay. Definitely a lot more, because when Campaign 2 came around, I I planted the seeds a lot more, because I was like, okay, cool, Jason's going to stick around. And I was like, I built it into Alaria, like, way back when you guys fought Solomon. I built it into the character then. And it was important, too, because I would have even said that if there was a moment where you guys had talked to Gadiel or had a chance to talk to Gadiel. I was literally thinking about it where it was going to be like a thing if you guys had defeated Solomon and Gadiel was still there after Phandalin, she would have talked to Jason. She would have talked to Alaria. And things would have been very different. But it didn't shake out like that. So it turned into what it is now, and I've been sitting on that piece of information since then, since the Solomon fight, and I've been sitting on, like, waiting for the right moment to put uh, Gadiel's, like, second identity to use for a good narrative reason, and that's something that I've built into Gadiel slash Deva back in campaign one when I even made the character in the first place. That was a good reveal. Thank you. And the fact that it hits me because and I didn't realize until after I said about Zyder and Ulf being gone I'm like that real that fucking hammer home like damn I wish they was here. Yeah. Zyder who knows Zyder is potential. Unfortunately it seems like the rest of the party not so much. But Zyder theoretically could still come back at any time. That was mainly Mikey needing to go to college and stuff. So, <laughs> very understandable on yeah. that on that part. Someone who was going to school at the same time doing D and D with you. Yeah, <laughs> at the early start of it. Could you imagine being like? Could you imagine having classes and then like, would, showing I, on Sunday? I think I would be the one with the least amount of character story because. If I was in art school at the same time I was doing this, doing D&D, I would not be... Oh, why do you think Zyder didn't have that much story? That's, that was exactly the case. Yeah. That was exactly the case with Mikey. And, and, you know, I loved having Mikey to play, and he was he was great. 
it was just more that like you know it was schedule part schedule yes yeah, un- understandable but but regardless campaign two happened we got new players and i'm very excited with where it's going now and with how things are cooking up i was very i was there was a moment in the campaign this last session where <laughs> you guys were talking right in the beginning about like like is it okay if we go do this because you guys had realized that most likely it was gadiel on that ship i it was i, I this is why i love this moment so much because it was me and mouse like we need to do this we really need to do this and i like the fact that jason was like he was like as a lawyer just like we really got to do my shit. But mm-hmm. I was like, I was like the potential, of like who this person could be and who, how this could tie to your father. And they was like, <laughs> all right, fine, let's do it. And you had no idea how hard I was trying to not break when you said that. I literally, me as a person, like only knew about the Deva thing like a week before. So like, I also got the big surprise reaction, but I got to do the reaction, like, one-on-one with Christian, and they'd be like, "Oh fuck, that's so smart. So then for the actual session, I knew, and literally the second that you and Ilaria were, like, talking about whether they were gonna- I literally had to do a double take, because I was like, wait, did they reveal it? What are you guys talking about? And, like, that part where Christian was like, wait, what sister were you gonna go visit? That part was where I was like- I'm also confused. <laughs> I literally asked, I was like, a message in the group chat being like, you guys, <laughs> it's gonna happen. Because <laughs> uh, I think this is like one of the few times, like, it was not a, it was not a big argument between the three core campaign one people, but it was like getting to that point. It was going to be a mini argument between the three core campaign one people. Yeah. Yeah. It's like either we're splitting up or we come to an agreement. And I think splitting up is a bad idea. So... It, it was about to be because me and Mouse just went, boom, just like, fuck, mm-hmm. we're going. Because I'm not going to lie, technically, me and Ulf went against, like, close to 10 people on our own. So I was like, in my head, I was like, theoretically, me and Mouse can do this on our own. Theoretically, yeah. Theoretically. The last guys you fought were a lot lower level, but yeah. That is true. That is very true. But I wasn't thinking, I was like, we need to save this person. And I'm kind of glad we. It was like that. It worked out. The rolls were fucking amazing that night. I don't think that would ever happen again. Those, there were so rolls. many weirdly nat twenties. Like here's the, the moon was full that day. We all no, cl- it, re- it really was. The moon was full that day. The moon was full that day. Everyone on the narrative level was clicking, and something odd happened. Maxon and Vice working together. Yo, I really like how that worked out. I was like, yo, this shakes out actually pretty good here. Like, so, like you guys caught up to a a um to a deck hand that was trying to alert the rest of the the group that he had been attacked. You guys followed him into the alley and you had like initially apprehended him and uh you and Vice started talking about like who would who, uh, if Vice could like help you by taking care of it, so that way you could like walk away clean, you agreed. And then it was also like at that moment that Mouse from far off in the distance spotted that you guys were about to be like encroached on by people walking almost near you by the corner with that amazing twenty nine perception. <laughs> I'm just mad nobody got to hear the one the one liner that I said. I was like, "Bye, Tommy." <laughs> 
I was, that was the one everybody was talking at the point. I was like, bye, Tommy. And then started then leaned into the shadows. I was like, oh, nobody heard that. Oh, I heard that. That shit was funny. <laughs> I didn't want to box session down, but I caught it. And I was like, thank you. Someone did something with the Tommy name. There was so much. <laughs> like, I give no fucks for slavers. Yeah, yeah, no, for real. Because uh, me and Oz have a theory on Jace. Okay. And what are we... We're not gonna. Okay. Say, we're not gonna. I'm not gonna outright say the theory. Oh but, no! But I will say, he's getting two arrows in the booty cheeks. I won't outright kill him. Oh yeah, that was part of the plan. Yeah, <laughs> that is that is actually the part of the plan. He's gonna instead of shooting. It him was in, indeed. Instead of shooting him in his back, I'm just gonna shoot him in both of his bo- his booty cheeks. In his booty cheeks. So he he's gonna have to stop swimming because he's getting hit in the ass. That's funny. That's fucking funny. <laughs> Yo, like, I'm good. Uh, like I gave one person emotional damage. Like you're supposed to be a good fighter, and you slapped them. And I'm just gonna do it again. Give someone else an emotional uh, NPC another emotional damage by shooting him in his rear end. You know, it would be funny the if I use. We did that session before I watched our flag means death. Well, the rest of it, I should say. And now there is a character that, like, narratively, that Jace reminds me of. But I'm not gonna say it. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, I just realized something. I have that rifle. Yeah, you do. That I have not. You have so many weapons, dude. Technically, I have. I don't have a lot of weapons. I have the two that you gave me. I have the dagger blinds. So I've been looking at my uh, character sheet, and then I was looking at the list. I have still level one weapons that don't do much damage at all. And the majority of the weapons that I don't use are attunement weapons, and we have talked about it. I'm tired of the attunement weapons because it's like I have to really like. Because if I put the you have to pre-plan, I have to pre-plan, and the needle mending. When I was maining, basically all the campaign one, I was maining with the dagger blind sight and the needle mending as my daggers. That gave me the most damage, and then the great bow gave me some good damage. Yeah, but then when I got Dark Mantle, then the Gauntlets, and it was like, fuck, because I've yeah, I've noticed yeah. in the last two fights, my damage output minus the I'll say the Cultist was the highest I ever did in terms of damage. Nice, but I still felt like I felt like how I was in Campaign One. I was doing the least, but it was just enough to be like, don't worry about me. Everybody else in the field is gonna fuck you up. Yeah, yeah. Cause well, cause unfortunately, that's also one of the other things is that you play Max in a lot closer to fighter. Yeah. You output damage like a rogue, because that's what you are. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, that's mechanically the way that that works. But the 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 things that have helped that a lot was multiclassing. Yeah. And the the weapons that you're getting now, although they technically have less damage output they have more damage potential because i was gonna i was i was this was one of the few times i was gonna go on reddit and fight for being a roku's multi-class because i was literally gonna be like i'm a multi-class rogue and i've been doing some good shit i was like i don't think mouse is a multi-class rogue technically yeah mouse is multi-class rogue. i was like we i was like from the both of us we proved we can fuck shut up uh, for the for the, for the listeners, um, functionally, if this is the first time you're hearing about our D and D campaign, we are talking about level eleven characters. Yes, 
Because um, at this point, I clicked the wrong thing. <laughs> All right, there's my character. I don't know what the fuck popped up. I deleted it. Yeah, the funny thing <laughs> is, Maxon is still your first character, though. You know what I mean? True. And I felt like with us talking, like you, me, Benny... And like with us all of us talking, and then the idea of being of me helping me out, and then reading player's handbook. Mm-hmm. Like now, like I'm going, I created two extra characters, and because I was serious since last episode, I wanted to be a Beast Boy type of fucking character. Yo, do it! <laughs> and he's already he's already created, and I was meticulously like, all right, the ability improvement will boost this. The constitution will boost that. This will give him this type of um, skill set. This will give him this, this, this. And I was like, I was being more, more methodical now than I ever was when I first created Maxim. Yeah. yeah. Now that I have the now that I have a little now that it's been two years. Like okay, Maxim's you know, Maxim's. Yeah. I know it's two years. We're going on almost going on three. Yeah. Like now with this mindset, I can now go into Maxim like all right. We're already set where we're at. Since we don't do a lot of damage output, only like specific ones, let's be smart on going into each fight. Like what is gonna be beneficial going into a fight? Like I am like I am not holding I am not using that elemental until when necessary. Yo, but that's smart though, because it's not something that you can do all the time. And, you know, there could be a reason for you to use it, in, like, in the game. I try to make it so that way when you guys do have to fight, you don't have to feel so constricted with the things that you do. Mm-hmm. You know, like, being worried, like, oh, shit, like, I might have to save this for a tougher fight later in the same day. I try to stay away from doing things like that. But at the same time, there is a balance between, like, trying to make sure that you guys feel the sweat of it without necessarily, like, overwhelming what your potential is without accidentally TPKing you. I think because I do be doing like fucking homebrew shit, so I like sometimes I make something and I'm like, I really hope this isn't too hard. No, I'm I'm approaching it more on the tactical sense. No, like, that's good. That's like good. That's I good. like how tactical tactical we even though it started out like it was going to go hectic, we controlled that boat fight so well. Yeah, you guys did. So like I knew I'm better at a distance than I am going up front and now yeah. that, and now that i have those throwing daggers like if we if jason didn't toss out the window um toss himself out the window and the fight would have been progressing longer i would have been doors back up throwing those daggers mm-hmm. like i was literally like i was literally itching for it to be my damn turn so i can roll the fucking goddamn daggers like i was literally, literally i was literally sitting just... here going like this come on come on come on come on come on come on <laughs> I'm glad. The second Amaria cast fly, I was like, "Fuck yes! I have telekinetic swords. I don't even have to get near you. I can literally float above your heads and kill you." It was so good. I am so happy that that's how you guys felt about the combat because that's that's what I hope to do with combat to make it where it feels good to play it and like you want to do it, not like shit. We have to go into combat. You know what I mean? I don't think we ever felt like, oh man, we gotta go into combat. I don't think ever. No, that's. That's the point. That's the point. That's what I try to stay away actually, from. Actually, no. There was one. There was actually there was actually one time we did. We were like, oh, man, we got to go into combat. Falcon's Lodge. We all thought we was going to sleep. And you straight up said, perception, I rolled low. And then 
Roll initiative. Yeah. Yeah, everybody has to get attacked in their sleep at least once. It's kind of like a D&D initiation thing. Absolutely, in the yeah. That was it just a, has to happen. That was yo, a, just be happy it's the only time I've done that shit to you in two years. I like I've been thinking camping, about doing it again. Don't tempt me. But I also hate camping because I can't sleep. Like, I am constantly paranoid that there is something out there that's going to murder me and eat me in my sleep. And uh, I, I, I love it and hate it like, so much. You know when I like, because the funny thing is too, like that that fight could technically have been avoided when you got before you guys went to sleep. But, I mean, just straight up, you guys didn't know to check stuff, and you didn't you didn't need to. Cause and you handled it. And yeah, we handled it, but it's like it was I in my thinking it's not my lodge. Why do I need to check somebody's lodge who's supposed to know their own place? Mm. The 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 idea there is Says like the thief. Yeah, like the idea there is I've never been to this place. I don't know to trust this guy. What if he's got like shit around here that might be dangerous? Here's the thing though, we already established Max never trusted Falcon. And yet you trusted sleeping in the room without looking around. Because because <laughs> Ma- Maxon was close to exhaustion at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you weren't exhausted, technically. You, you were mm-hmm. just RPing that you were tired. Mm-hmm. RP, See, like... again, again, like, you can just be like, yeah, I done fucked up. No, on this one, I am not saying I fucked up. All right? It's not a bad thing. Yeah, no, he didn't fuck up. It's not a bad thing at all. Because it's just what a character would do. Yes. But again... In in like, there's just sometimes there's situations where like you could have avoided if you, if you searched, but that doesn't mean that you had to search. I that's one of my favorite parts about D D. It feels so correct. Like that is that goes back to human storytelling, back to Shakespearean tragedies. Like the point of tragedies is like there were a million ways this could have been stopped, but everyone did what what they were supposed to and it happened anyways i'll be like that's one of the best parts not to mention the reversal of it of like it feels amazing from like a character perspective or an audience perspective to look back and realize like oh that person i bumped shoulders with in the marketplace that woman who we stayed in her inn that was that was something you know and like it doesn't hit the same if you know from the beginning yeah, what's funny about it's that? It's much better to be like, wow, like, it, it makes it feel that, like, the world is really alive even when you are not personally interacting with it. Like, there are things and shit going on that you are not at the center of, that you are not privy to. Yeah. Like, there is still mechanics happening. Like, the, for that example, when Zyder was in the middle of the, um, the Winter Festival. Oh, Yeah. And you kept on referencing this one bard. Yep. And Zyder kept on going past. He stood there and then yep. walked off. And yep. then we, <laughs> Jason just waited. This was supposed to be my introduction. Yep. I was like, I wasn't there. So that's Zyder's fault. Yep. But exactly, that's exactly what I mean. It's like things happen in the background all the fucking time. Yeah. It just depends on what you do to interact. I was like, look, here are different places in the Winter Festival that you can go to. This is what you hear. This is what you see. What would you guys do? And none of you decided to go 
see the bard. That's fine. But that doesn't mean that you guys did anything wrong. That's just what you guys did as characters. I and think... then that led into the badass intro later when, like, you guys were chasing your way out, like, being, being like, trying to fo- uh, follow that, uh, the, what was it, the, the Kipine thing? Yeah. And then mm-hmm. you end up on the other side and Jason just, like, domes it. I think... The... Which, okay, confession time? Mm-hmm. I'm still... Still annoyed by that because I remember we were talking about where I was like, okay, like keep that thing alive because I got a plan. Like it's totally fine. Like Christian and I were messaging back and forth because like the whole thing, like um, went off the rails. Athea was just like, yeah, I want this totally thing dead, and like everyone's like, okay, we're gonna bring it back alive, and I'm just like laughing. I'm like, okay, this is gonna be great. Like they're gonna bring it back alive. So I'm like messaging Christian, and I'm like, make sure you bring it back alive. And then that thing happens, and I just send, like, the angriest just gif to him when he describes <laughs> Jason shooting it yeah. in the head. And then, and then, fucking uh, Ulf brings it back, only for Sister Gadiel to come back and be like, why did you leave it alive? And then I think I sent, like, another angry gif, because you then killed it twice. And I was like, bro at least this time i didn't bro. Do it. <laughs> but it's okay it still worked out uh, but i so invested so in the accomplished dm beef that's my favorite type <laughs> yo yo there was there was literally and it was I'm like, I'm the, so the, the, char- the character that benita was playing the, um and then that i think that was the only i don't think we we ever crossed the line but it was like the one time i don't think christian i was like is this Desi and Benita arguing, or is this really Maxon and this character arguing? Yo, yeah, there was a moment like that where I was like, hey, is this table or is this not? And then it, I just wanna clarify. And then it just like and then it ended with Maxon getting um gagged. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Maxon got gagged. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you Maxon is like secretly into BDSM. We oh. we well we did implant, for sure we did implant that. What do you mean secretly? Dora has said that she beats him up. Like we, we already and I just rolled we, it. We we we've said it. that <laughs> well, we do that shit. <laughs> um, actually, and also, I noticed something. Um, a callback to campaign one during Falcon's Lodge, when Falcon was describing all the orcs that he's killed and hanged. Yeah, you gave a smirk when Maxim was like, "My wife is half orc." And it was the one time I had like a deep voice that day, and I think it was probably because my, my mouth was already hurting because there was the the uh, yeah, like you had literal tooth pain that day. And I was speaking in Maxim with like a deep voice saying it, and I know you smirked a little bit, but none of the other people picked up on it, but Falcon picked up on it. Yeah, and it was the one time Maxim was like, "I will cut your fucking head off. You threaten my wife." And then yeah. nobody was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, Maxim! No, no, no! He's paying us! He's paying us!" Yeah, and yeah. I was like. Don't ever anyone threaten me. Yo, like, yeah, you were gonna have beef with a dude that like is a proud orc slayer. I, that was like the one time I was like, I think Max's character alignment is gonna change right here if he kills Falcon right here. <laughs> I was I still remember the Batman brooding on the roof where you're like, I'm not going to bed with everybody now. It's not dangerous here. I'm you put you I'm on the roof. Tree blights. Tree blights. <laughs> That's where it, it was, started. That's it where it was, 
were tree blights. They had like fucking 5 HP each and a 12 DC. So what if there were 30 of them? <laughs> Imagine waking up 30 of these little motherfucking things stabbing you in your fucking chest. Nah, fuck that. <laughs> I was, this was the like, okay, I, Would you rather fight one chicken that's the size of like a thousand chickens combined or fight a thousand chickens at once? Because I would take the big ass chicken, bro. That's what literally this fight was. I was doing the most out of this fucking fight. I was, ju I jumped on the fucking chandelier. You'd have no, I fully games. agree. Yeah, Yo, like, Maxim jumped noise. on the chandelier before Sia did. I, was... I think that's kind of indicative of humans being apex predators that we are a little bit more scared of swarms of small things than we are another big thing because we're like i'm a big predator i can fight another big predator and i might win where it's like oh no a lot of little small things oh fuck i don't know have you ever seen one big great white shark <laughs> i just stealth war uh the great white shark and but my point is, there's still a shit ton of people out there that are like, I bet I could take a sh great white shark in a fight. Yeah, that's true. You know, what? I would like for that like um to happen with this current um crew. But the thing is, I have to play. I have to. I literally have to play it where I know is not is not ha is is gonna. I have to play it where I know it's gonna happen, but I can't as the player be like, oh, I've I'm been through this before. I'm gonna warn you right now. I'm gonna try to make you Ahab. <laughs> oh no! I'm gonna That's give fantastic. you a white whale. I'm gonna tell you that right now. I'm giving you an oh, El Blanco. Oh, I thought Solomon is my uh, <laughs> my white whale. No, 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 no. I meant like a beast. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! I'm not saying it's coming soon, but you guys are gonna be on the ocean for a while. And you're gonna an have to eat. angry sea lion out there that's ready to flip you off. What if it's just an what if it's just an explosive tiny sea snail that just keeps trailing the boat wherever you go? Mm. And I always have to roll like a prop like a like a like a percentage to see if it shows up wherever you make port. And if it does, you only have like a certain amount of like slow hours of time to get out of there. Because if it touches the boat, it will explode. Day, Ooh, day, mm -hmm. day 17. Mm -hmm. Ooh, it could be an albatross with explosive shits. Look, day 17. This fucking... Acidic! This fucking, acidic shits. This so it, like, this will slowly snail, melt your boat This fucking away. snail's trying to melt my boat away. <laughs> I will find it, and I will kill it. Maxon, are you Maxon? Are you okay? You talking to yourself? I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> Maxon, you okay in there? Like someone's knocking on your captain's door. You're like you're you're sitting you're sitting in front of the boat and you're like just stabbing into it. Like I'm gonna kill that snail. Okay, okay, I'm gonna kill that snail. <laughs> Actually, I know I, I figured that was gonna come up. I was thinking about turning the captain's quarters into like a group, like <laughs> because our flag, our, like our, because the game show. Turn in the fucking um, captain's quarters to a rec room. I mean, you could do that. There's not enough room to play tennis in there, but you can do that. Like, buy a chess set. Like, go ahead, play chess. Small yeah. little small little book stack for everyone to read. <laughs> hey, you know, it's your boat. Deck it out how you want. Because I was like, I could be that asshole captain. I'm like, nah, I'm going to be like, I'm going to 
Nope, I'm not going to be like Picard. That was a stupid Just analogy. make sure you have um, locking doors on your bookshelf. Yeah. Uh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Like I, like, I get why they say it's impractical, but at the same time, like, couldn't they have just put, like, a piece of decorative wood to hold it? That you could just like take off. Like you'd have to put you'd have to put the wood like in the center. Yeah. Because otherwise, yeah, like they'd still totally flip off. But then, like, how would you remove the books? Like, like, let's say, like it. Let's say it just hooks on. Like you just put hooks at the center points, right? Like of the studs, in between the books, where like you know where there's already like cabinets. So you just put like large hooks that are over a couple inches and then put a piece of wood that looks nice, maybe paint it or whatever. And then, you know, you could just lift the wood off and then put it away while you're reading. And then when you know it, there's a storm, you brace it. You've really been thinking about this. this it's year. a low tech solution. You know what <laughs> I've literally been thinking of since I it's first saw it was like, it would literally be so easy to just... Uh, just have all those bookshelves literally just have like a place for a rod. And, like, yeah, that's what I mean. The, yeah, you literally just lift the rod up and slide the book out, and then it's just there. Uh, bungee, bungee cords. Like I understand bungee cords on the high seas. <laughs> to make fun of him, I they did have Crocs though. Of it is to make fun of him for like this is so impractical. You're being too lavish out here, and this and that. But I'm like, they did have books at sea regularly. But they so. did have books at sea like regularly. Like they like that was kind of a thing. Like, it, it's not that hard to brace it. They just had, like, little shelves, like that one where he was like, I'm just looting all the stuff and leaving all the books I've already read. And I'm like, I fucking love you, Steve. Bob. Yeah. I goddamn love That's super you. funny because that's literally me describing me trying, like, being a delinquent in middle school, being like, I stole this book because I wanted it and I wanted to read that book. But I gave him a different book because I did not like that one. <laughs> It's just that is an actual thing I did. <laughs> Fucking perfect. Yo ho. Goddamn love ho, this fucking ho, show, yeah. and it's gonna be my life for the foreseeable future. Yo, so, okay. oh, so Benny and Oz, are you gonna actually make characters that are gonna be entering campaign three? I mean, I've already discussed a little bit of my idea for my character. With. I've discussed that I have like 40 ideas for characters, but you also have like eight people in your fucking party. <laughs> so technically, it's only <laughs> so, technically it's only in wow. campaign three. Technically, in campaign three, technically we may not have Desi as a player, as a, mm-hmm. instead as a accomplice uh, 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 DM. Okay, okay. Maxon is making good on his promise. But that's campaign three. Campaign three is still a while. We're we're like halfway through campaign two. Mm-hmm. That is the plan. Just being like the reoccurring character in campaign three. But yeah, so I got ideas. And and also we've been talking about making Cap- Max and Captain. We have ideas on how to navigate someone who's not physically playing him. Who asked the man to fucking ship? So, you guys have a pirate lair, technically. Oh, there we go. We know where we, we can send Max when he's not on the ship. Yeah. That that like I remember I you wanna know when I started putting all the plans into that underground like 
lair. You tell me if since ep session one, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be like what? <laughs> since session two or three. You know why? It all stemmed because I misspoke. Literally, I misspoke, and all of this triggered. Because I was nervous when we first started. Obviously, it was like, you know, the first one or the second one. And I was going by the module stuff. Okay. And, and in my head, I was, like, I was like, okay, cool. They finished the tower. They're going to move on, right? And, uh, and I, I accidentally, I literally meant to say, I meant to say the words, um, and now this is done. And I accidentally said, and now this is yours. Mm, okay. No, and then you guys were like, sweet, we have somewhere to come back. And in my head, I was like, I don't have anything for that. Like that. Like they want to come back. Like, oh, they they finished all the things here. What else is there to do here? Pirates. And I, and I've noticed you also wove in. Maxon never wanted to be a leader in anything, so you wove. I know you wove, wove that in a little bit. And I think and I think it was. I think it's been well said. And I'm gonna make another another fucking reference. Um. Well, I guess that's the thing about captains, right? The best ones are the ones that didn't want to be captain in the first place. Oh! Good love that man. Oh my god. Okay, I think it's a good. Yeah. Good that was the start of when I actually started homebrewing stuff that had nothing to do with the module. And it was because I misspoke. And when you guys were like excited to go back to that tower, I was like, I need to come up with something cool. Well, bro. I just love how much on the fly shit happens. You and Benny have done an amazing job throughout campaign two. Hey, thank you. Um and it's literally eighty five percent Christian. <laughs> You put an amazing 35% in. <laughs> there you go. I couldn't do the math wrong with fly, so there you go. Thank you. Um, I yeah, think... I said 85, but it was also whispery, so I can totally tell. But, <laughs> but I think could misunderstand, but it's fine. Um, yeah, 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 that was a damn good session. That was. I have a top five. I have a top five sessions, and that's up there now. Thank you. I but think I will say number and one. And I'm still pissed. I didn't take fucking notes during the session because I'm like, oh, I'm in the groove of reorganizing things. It'll be fine. And I'm like, fuck. But I will say, I why will... is it always like that? Where it's like, why? the one time I'm not gonna do this thing that I always do, I really should have done it. I'm like, I'm like, this is how you get OCD. Yep. This is how it fucking happens. I'm <laughs> sorry. I will reveal Just... my. <laughs> I will reveal my number one though. Number one okay. favorite session. Which the is your favorite? The introduction to fucking Dora. That set the tone now definitively how Max and Adora acts. <laughs> yeah. Like it was so funny, like when, when you and I were talking about it the other day, I really I really like I thought it was interesting what we were talking about as far as like oh hey, like we thought that the way that you and Dora were gonna be was one way, but it's not that, that 
technically didn't happen. It's very much like that honeymoon stage of what you've described, basically, of like when you guys first like took up and fell in love and like ended up getting married, all that stuff. Like, yeah, that sounds great. But you guys are a marriage that's like strong and lasts, right? Which means like you which means you guys fart and burp and bother each other and say fuck you, I hate you, and then still go smooch. Like yeah. <laughs> you know? The analogy I gave Christian that Sunday after we dropped you off. <laughs> Maxon and Dora is my grandparents. They, oh, that's super cute. <laughs> they argue, they curse at one another, but when they need to work with one another, they can do it. Was yeah. like, and that oh. was great on the boat, by the way. Then <laughs> that fight, that boat fight proved it. There was like, Dora got her her group. They was like, I got this. You fuck up this dude who's rolling up on you. Yes, but then all of a sudden, like it weirdly reminded me of that thing in like Pirates Three, when like Will and Elizabeth are like fighting on the ship, and they're like. Like, they're not, like, I'm not saying in the way that you guys were, like, getting married on the ship like they were in that, but just in the way of, like, where they're in sync and, like, communicating. As the battle continues to, like, there's just something amazing about there being pure chaos of a battle on a ship, and then (laughs) also still being, like, in, not only are you paying enough attention to the battle to be doing, like, your swervy moves and, like, actually properly fighting and not getting yourself killed, but then also the fact that, like, your partner or significant other is doing that and equally in turn also you guys are on the same wavelength enough that it doesn't take too much mental capacity to be able to communicate in that moment yeah. you know the fact that that movie or i guess technically trilogy we'll say trilogy even though they keep releasing movies out of it it's fine um didn't end in a polyamorous uh love triangle thing yo right yo right like, Anger to this day. I was obsessed with that movie. Why does that make sense? Dude, every single time that I go and rewatch old shows or books that I was super, super into, and I, like, had no idea why, and I'm like, oh, I don't remember a whole lot about the show, but I remember I was really obsessed with it for a long time. I always go back, and I'm like... (laughs) Even... (laughs) Very bisexual, pretty trans. The first uh, time I watched (laughs) The Mummy, I didn't know if I wanted to Rick like Rick to end up with like fucking Evie or um oh my god what the fuck was the beautiful like desert man yes what, yes what the yes. fuck was his name god damn it long hair, long hair yes um gorgeous man fuck his yes. his name in real life is like Oded Fire people that also find Emotep attractive as well oh my god obviously like. Like, his head may be bald, but for some reason, it fits in with his abs. It's like the seventh. Ugh. Ugh. God damn it. That man's seventh ab was on his forehead. I love that movie so much. Yo, okay. It's like, it's like, what was it? The Mummy? Um, oh my god, what were the other ones? There were so many that were like that. There's like... We could we could sit here and have an entire side conversation, maybe a black hole tangent on like the the having a black hole tangent bisexual about realizations of media in the early noughties. Atlantis. Let's go before we go any further. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, we'll just El Dorado should have been fucking polyamory. El Dorado, I think, like, really the core nugget of my soul. Thank you for listening to Space Audio Collective Podcast. We almost hit in two hours. El Dorado, hold on. We'll talk about, uh, let's take a pin on El Dorado. God damn. I'm pretty sure we're going to do some more pirate The Magnificent. Okay, fine, we'll pick this up. Well, well, I'm pretty sure we're going to do some Eldorado shit in the next session for you to talk about it Tuesday. Thank you for listening. We're out because I am hungry. Give me a damn steak. <laughs>